Welcome to the Impact Show. Beyond training, beyond practice, this is the podcast for strength and conditioning coaches, sport coaches, personal trainers, and sports fitness entrepreneurs who want to increase the impact they have on the people around them. And now, here's your host, coach, author, and entrepreneur, Jim Kilbasso. Welcome back to the Impact Show. I'm Jim Kilbasso, and I am thrilled that you're joining us on this journey of making an impact on people's lives who we are surrounded with every day. Um, as you know, this is the official podcast of the IYCA, and uh, there's some new things going on at the IYCA.org website, a little bit of a site update and a new video on there uh, that you may want to check out with, along with a bunch of new free content on the uh there's now a free content tab at the top. So make sure you check that out. Um, we always kind of focus on people, or in the past, we focused on people who are doing a lot of training and making an impact on people um, like directly through their training and coaching. But today I've got a guest on who's making an impact on the entire industry from a different side of things. And he's doing it more through uh, bringing people together and helping helping people learn more about the industry and our profession, mainly through podcasting, but also also through some other projects um, that we're going to talk about. And the, the the guest for today is Anthony Renna, who has done about a million things. He's got Strength Coach TV. He's got the Strength Coach podcast, the Stop and Give Me 20 podcast. Tell me about that book. And he's put it all together on a site that kind of is his home hub called continuefit.com. And I am just really thrilled to have Anthony Renna with us on the Impact Show today. Anthony, thanks for coming on. Yeah, Jim, thanks. Finally, uh, it's, it's always good to be on the other side of the question. So I'm, uh, I'm excited. Yeah, you usually are the one leading the discussion, and today you're going to have to talk a little bit more. Hope you're hopefully you're up for that. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of talking, so I'm not sure if I can do that. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that about you in person too. You don't really like talking to people. No. <laughs> so, um, like I said, you're making a big impact on this industry in a way that most people are not, and I would say that the Strength Coach podcast is kind of um, maybe your most uh, well-known or longest um, running podcast and, and kind of the area where maybe more people in the industry know you. Tell us a little bit about how that got started and, and kind of how you've transitioned mostly out of training. You used to do more training, but you've really transitioned out of training into this new kind of path that you have. Yeah, well, you know, um, thanks for that, first of all. Um, and second of all, um, you know, I was training. I was uh, I was working in Equinox, and this is like 2004, 2005, and I knew that video was coming. So I went out, I bought a video camera, and I bought a Mac. And um, on the Mac, you get free programs, and one of them was GarageBand. And then I just opened up GarageBand just for, for shits and giggles, and, and like – I look at it and it says, you know, podcasting. And I'm like, wow, what's a podcast? And so I started researching and I started listening to podcasts about podcasting <laughs> and I got podcasting for dummies. And I started a podcast at the time. I worked with golfers and um, that was my big, that was my niche in the industry. And 
So I started a golf podcast because I had another golf website as well. And um, it was called Better Golf with Fitness. And um, so that's how I kind of started into podcasting. And that was really just for the site. But then at the time, I was real. When I first got in, I got in the business when I was 36, 37. Um, and I just, I, I had already been, you know, I was successful in the bar business. And I left it because I just was, I wanted to make an impact on people, you know, a bit more of an impact than just getting people drunk all the time. Um, so... <laughs> You know, I started, I said, let me get certified. The worst thing that's going to happen is I'm, I'm going to learn to work out better. So I just, I fell in love with it just because there's so much to learn. You're never going to know everything you need to know uh, about the human body. And I just, I started reading everything and going to seminars and workshops and got the job at Equinox. And um, I got Mike Boyle's book, Functional Training for Sports, and Mark Verstegen's book, Core Performance. And for Christmas, my wife got me... Um, a trip to Mark Verstegen's place for his mentorship. And mm -hmm. so I went down there and um, that was kind of the start of really getting to know some of these high level coaches. And that led me to coach Boyle. He was doing functional strength coach one and he was only doing it for about 30 coaches and he had a couple spots open. So you had to kind of send him an email and I didn't know him at the time, but I said, Hey, I just got back from Mark Verstegen's mentorship and I've read your book and I'm on you know, at the time it was sportspecific.com. And, um, and he's like, yeah, no, no. I remember you asked me a question. Yeah, come on up. You're good. So that's how I met Coach Boyle. And uh, we just kind of bonded. I was a little bit older. It was closer to his age. And, um, you know, we, um, I just started to, you know, become friends with him. But I was really, I was connecting him. I connected him to Equinox to uh, have a, uh, a workshop there. Um, I hooked him up with my friend Frank Dolan. We had Mike come down after a Perform Better workshop and we had Mike speak there. And then um, when Mike had a forum called Michael Forum, it was free. He took over Sports Specific and made it strengthcoach.com. A couple of people were bitching, oh, they didn't want to pay because it was free. And Mike started giving everybody about six months free. Like that was a member of, you know, Body by Boyle Biz or Michael Boyle Biz Forum. Mm -hmm. um, and instead of bitching, I saw it as an opportunity because I, I knew what a podcast, I had been podcasting, I had the Better Golf with Fitness podcast. And I, I called Mike and I said, listen. I got a great idea for you to help you promote strengthcoach.com. It's called a podcast, and here's what we'll do. We'll talk to you for about 15 minutes, and then what we'll do is we'll talk all about stuff on the site. So we'll promote the site, but we'll be giving information. I didn't want to be like, hey, join the site only, you know. Um, and then um, I said, we'll talk to a strength coach, you know, somebody in the pros and the college ranks, and that'll be our show. We'll get Perform Better to sponsor it. So I went up and I talked to Perform Better and they were going to sponsor it. So I said, Mike, you don't have to pay for it. Uh, you just have to get on a cell phone 15 minutes every two weeks and we'll talk about training. He's like, well, I don't know what a podcast is, but that sounds good to me. So that was the start of the podcast. I love that story. And I love it because uh, you, you saw that opportunity and you jumped on it. And uh, were, were you a little bit scared when you did that? You know, I was a nervous wreck, first of all, because, you know, I, I, you know, Coach Boyle and I were, were close, you know, getting close. We had plenty of drinks together and hung out. And I, you know, was, like I said, I was getting him some, uh, some gigs here and there and, you know, just trying to learn and doing what, you know, going to whatever he was doing. Um, but, um, but yeah, I was nervous about, is it going to come out? I mean, I had a checklist, talk about checklists, like before, you know, 
making sure I did everything right. And, you know, uh, I was nervous that the, the connection was going to go bad and that I was taking too much of, of their time or even with the guests, you know. It was so – I started to kind of – I think Stu McGill and Alvar Meal were the kind of turnaround for me because Alvar Meal, I called Alvar Meal on a Saturday – I mean, we set up the podcast interview on a Saturday at like five o'clock and we went on for about, I mean, you know, Al talks and talks and talks and he's so passionate and we, we went on for about 40 minutes. And so I was like, that was amazing. You know, great. Thanks, Al. Great. Cool. Hour later, he calls me back. He's like, Anthony, I don't feel like I did a good job. He's like, I want to do it over. I'm like, Al, that was amazing. I'm like, we're not doing it over. And he, I go, but he goes, no, I wanted to talk about A, B and C. I'm like, well, we can do a two part. So um, he's like, okay, let's do it Monday. And so like, I had to call him back Monday and we did a whole another 40 minutes. So he was the first time I did like part one and part two. But what that said to me was, wow, man, th- this guy is so passionate and I'm not bothering them. They want to talk about this stuff and they want to get the information out there and they love this stuff. Like I love this stuff. So that, and, um, with Stu McGill, uh, I called Stu and I was so nervous about McGill. I was like, oh man, this guy's a professor. And he's like, you know, so, you know, such a, like, you know, a stoic guy. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm, I, am I going to ask the right questions? Of course, this is the first time it happened. I'm on, we're on the phone and it cuts out right while he's talking. <laughs> of course. And I'm like, I can't believe this just happened. And I got to call him back. I call him back. He doesn't even say hello. He's cracking up. He's laughing. <laughs> and it totally you know, took me off guard. And I was like, and he was like, oh my God, Anthony, of course, right in the middle of, you know, and he was so nice. And I was like, all right, you got to relax here on these things. And uh, so that's like over about 20 episodes, they started to kind of feel a little more comfortable. And, you know, people started to recognize my voice because nobody knew what it looked like. So I would go, I, I like I said, I did so much continuing a- education and I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm a talker and I like to ask questions. And so I would ask a question at a seminar and afterwards people would be like, hey, do you do that uh, podcast? I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's me. You know, that's funny. And so people started to come up and they were like, oh, thanks, man. It's, I love it. I love it. And this is the time when they had to download it from iTunes onto their yeah. iPod and then they had to either listen on the earphones or in their car. So it was getting the like, understanding that you're starting to reach people. That was really what started to excite me. Yeah. And that's what I was just thinking about and wanted to kind of expand on. When did you realize, uh, and maybe if you're like a lot of people, you don't even realize what an impact you're making on others. But when did you realize that you were actually providing education and inspiration and motivation to people who you don't even know at the same time you're giving you're giving all these people like Stu McGill and Al a, a platform that they otherwise wouldn't have on a daily basis to to put that information out have, have you ever looked at it that way and kind of seen that you're kind of uh, you've started quite a ripple effect yeah, you know, it took a couple of years because, um, first of all, um, you know, I was, I'm always the guy behind the guy. Like, you know, a couple of people would say, you know, you should talk more about your stuff. And I'm like, it's not about me. You know, I'm like, yeah. I got the best people in the world here. I've, you know, Mike Boyle and then Gray Cook was on every show. And, and um, you know, I had a college or, or, um, or a professional strength coach or, or somebody who's doing great things in the private sector or whatever. Um and then I got, you know, Nick Winkleman on doing the art of coaching and we had the results fitness team coming on talking about business. So it was like we had all these great people on. It was all about them. And, and so after a couple of years, um, 
it, not that I want to say it was the only game in town, but there wasn't a lot of podcasts at the time. People didn't know mm -hmm. how to do them. It wasn't as easy. The The iPhone hadn't, you know, they, you haven't been able to stream it yet. So, you know, don't forget, we started in 2007, November. So this is 10 years now. We're actually almost at the 10-year anniversary. Um, so... We started in 2007, so maybe like four years later, three, four years later, that's when like coaches would, I would call coaches and they'd say, hey man, like professional or college strength coaches, I just want to say thanks for, I, I'm such an honor to be on because I've listened to every episode and I was like, really? Am I guess? I'm like, I'm like, wow, you've listened to every episode? Like you, I thought you knew everything, you know, in my head, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, and then the more that people started, because then I became more of a presence on strengthcoach.com and I became Coach Boyle's partner in that. Um, and people saw that I was like really doing a lot of work there. So between those two and then the coaches, when the coaches started saying, the big coaches started saying, hey man, thanks, I love you know, your show. And I, I, it was such a great interview. Thank you. You know, so that's when he started to feel good about, you know, um, that, you know, we're starting to make an impact, not only through those people, but through, um, and you know, I started getting a lot of free stuff. People send me their books and their DVDs and you start to realize that people want to be on the show. So you start to feel good about what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, I think sometimes we talk about on this show, the fact that businesses can also make a big impact on people and that's why it's so important to have a great business um, but your business like especially this podcast specifically has made a huge impact on people like you were just saying uh, you're, you're helping other businesses by focusing on them you're providing like I said the inspiration for them um, did you ever think of it that way like did you ever think of your business actually making a difference in people's lives or was or when you do strengthcoach.com and all these uh, all your other podcasts and and strength coach tv do do you look at it more on a day-to-day -day basis as um as a business or a mission you know um, I really look at it as a mission. That's really been the driving force, and that's where Continue came from. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I had my facility, Five Iron Fitness, and I was doing the podcast and, <clears throat> you know, trying to do everything. And then a couple of years ago, I started to realize, you know, um, I went to a Perform Better seminar, Nick Winkleman. It was actually covering for Mark Verstegen. And uh, it was just a reminder that he had said. He, he, he mentioned, he said, listen, you guys have to figure out what your it is. What wakes you up in the morning? And, um, and, and that kind of struck me again. It was like, yeah, what do I really like doing? And believe it or not, in the bar business, I started to realize this in the bar business because they would send, I worked for this corporation and every time they had a new manager, they would send the manager to, to trail me for two weeks and, uh, come to, I should have got paid for that, but I, you know, they were just following me around. Um, but they were <laughs> like, follow him around. He knows what he's doing. He, we want you to help, you know, Anthony, can you help, you know, these managers? And I loved it. I love doing that. I was, and I started to realize that I really liked helping people learn about, you know, whatever it is with their job. Or I like, I liked it kind of helping people educate, and not only with the way I do stuff, but the way like how to find other resources and, oh, like follow this guy, he's really good, or follow that guy, he's great, he's doing some great stuff. Um, make up your own decision, but. Um, 
So for me, um, that's what it was. I was like, I started to realize like people were coming up to me in seminars and, you know, like I said, saying, oh, thanks, you make my commute really great. Or coaches were saying, oh, I listen to every show. And when we're on the road, it's great. I caught up and I felt good. And even like Strength Coach TV was the real one where people would come up to me and say, you know, I, I, I watched all the Strength Coach TV episodes before I opened my facility and I really, oh, if it wasn't for you, I would have made so many mistakes or whatever. Really, it, was, it wasn't for those coaches. <laughs> but, um, but so I started to realize like, this is what gets me off. I love that. I loved when people were, you know, like it was helping their business. It was helping their training. And again, it wasn't me, but I was providing that platform. And so that's when I started to realize, no, I need to do more of this. And that's really what drives me every day. As I say, how can I help people? Like even on my, on my, uh, my new website on continue, um, the lead magnet, the, the thing you sign up for, for my newsletter is the success series. So it's five in-depth audio interviews with, uh, you know, achieving success in the fitness business. And I even tried to like vary it. So I had, you know, Coach Boyle, who's, you know, sports performance and, and the private sector and Ron McKeefrey, who's done such amazing things with, you know, college strength coaches and been in that realm. But now he's doing even more than that. Uh, Geraldine Coopersmith, who was the, you know, uh, educator, the head of the Equinox Fitness Training Institute, and then went to Nike. And now she's with Flywheel, um, just educating people, um, so from that perspective, and then Don Saladino, who's like got one of the best brands out there, he's just done an amazing job branding himself. Um, and Alan Cosgrove, who is helping other business owners in the in the business, uh, you know, the business of fitness. So I I always think like, how can I help people be successful in this business? And I'm not doing things, and you know, I probably make a lot more money if I was like doing things specifically to teach people. But I'm trying to just provide like, here, go listen to these things, or listen to this this podcast about books because these are great books that fitness people are reading, or like find out the stories with Stop and Give Me Twenty, or you know, the X's and O's with you know Strength Coach Podcast, or about your your business with. Shrank Coach TV. I mean, I don't, I, I, I probably can get a lot more um, people if I did it a little bit more segmented uh, with certain things, but I'm just trying to get information out there and let people kind of pick and choose. I don't ask like the tough questions all the time on my shows because I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to let you find out what Jim Kilbasa was about. And if you like it, if you like what Jim has to say, then you could do more research. But I'm not trying to say what you're doing is right or wrong. I'm trying to provide people with what is Jim Kilbasso doing? Here's everything he's doing. I think it's great, but you decide. Yeah, man, you said so many things there that uh, I resonate or that resonate with me. And one of them that I kind of want to understand how you've been able to maintain focus because I'm sure that you've had lots of other opportunities and people coming to you um, with, hey, you could do this or what about this or I have this. Uh, you know, there's just probably a lot of different opportunities. How do you stay focused with, and it's going to sound almost funny because you've got about a million things that you're doing, but they're all they're all mainly podcast or show based and they're almost all about featuring someone else. How, where did you you know, where'd you get that idea? Did you write it down somewhere that this is my thing? This is what I'm going to do? Or is, has it 
you know, is it even something that's on the top of your head? No, I think it's, it, it is on the top of my head, but it's evolved because, um, I think it has to do with, um, a lot of lack of confidence in something. And then also, but at the same time, understanding your place, I didn't feel like I deserved and, you know, which is, you know, my own issues. But at the beginning, I'm like, look, I, I, I call it the Grey Cook effect. I always used to call it the Grey Cook effect. It was I would go see Grey Cook, who was actually the first presenter in the business that I saw. And he was so smart that I was like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Because, like, I'm older now. And I'm never, like, this guy's got 20 years head start on me. Um, and maybe a couple IQ points. But, um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I said, that's okay. I can still make an impact with, to, in people's lives. Um, by doing what I need to do, right? By, by, by presenting these people. And I think, you know, you got to check your ego at the door a little bit. And sometimes it sucks. I'll be honest. I mean, you know, some, a lot of, like I've helped a lot of people or I haven't gotten credit for a lot of stuff, which is okay too. You know, I, that's the way I structured it. So I can't really complain about it, but sometimes, you know, you feel like, wow, I, could, I should be a, a little bit farther ahead financially or not that I'm doing horrible financially. I'm just saying like, there's some people out there, you look, you're like, I can't believe that guy just made that much money doing that. He's not, mm -hmm. you know, it's horrible, whatever. And that's mm -hmm. okay. You got to keep that in check too. You got to run your own race. And that's one of my, when I, when I, you know, opened, when I decided what my core values of, I always loved run your own race. And that came from the bar business because, you know, I would, you, as a manager, you see these bartenders working two, three nights a week, making 400 bucks a night in, in New York City. And you're making a salary that, you know, if you look at like what the time you put in, you're putting in your 50 hours and making, you know, $50,000 a year at the time in the 90s. And, and, you know, they're making more money three nights a week cash and having a better time doing it. But, you know, you got to put the blinders on. You got to run your own race. Like, don't look at them. Like, you have a steady job. If the hotel is not busy or if it rains or if the Yankees are playing the Mets, you know, and we don't, cause we didn't have TVs in our lounges. Like they're not going to make any money. You're still making your money. You have insurance. You're also doing something you can put on your resume. So you have to look at the bigger picture. You have to look at the forest. And so I've always tried to kind of maintain that peace of mind in it. And I think that's helped, but, um, you know, I think, um, uh, staying, being the guy behind the guy for the most part has been, you know, my thing. Um, uh, and, and I'm okay with it. And, you know, at times, like I said, at times I start to feel like, you know, you got to get out there a little bit more because then you could do even more things. You're okay. You're better than you think you are, you know? <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, so sometimes I struggle with it, but, uh, but, I always go back to what wakes me up in the morning. What's that? It? And that it is um, helping people. It's, I, I really do. It's, I love it. I love helping people and maybe to a fault sometimes where I try to help other people maybe to get out of my own stuff. I love it. Um, so something that struck me as you were talking is, uh, and forgive me for asking a question like this and don't talk about how much, but so how, how, what is your business and how do you make money doing all these podcasts and different shows? Yeah. Um, well, first, first of all, strength, that, this is why I was able to sell the gym because, um, strength has provided me an income. I own 25% of that with coach Boyle. 
So um, that provides a nice income. It's a membership site, and so mm-hmm. there's a monthly a monthly charge, obviously. So that's been great. Um, and uh, the Strength Coach Podcast, one thing that I will say that I've done right uh, from day one was I monetized it, and Perform Better has been paying to be on every show. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, I think you, I think you kind of ruined it for the rest of the world by starting out a, a podcast before podcasts were even cool, and you all of a sudden had a sponsor. And I think you know I talk to a lot of other people now who there's no way they're going to get a sponsor, and you were able to do it right away. So I think it, um, I think you inspired people, but also kind of kind of made you didn't do it but i think a lot of people get tricked into thinking oh i'm going to get all these sponsors you know what are your thoughts on on how people are doing this and i gotta ask you well i'm just gonna let's just go this way i gotta ask you this you you basically were the start of podcasting in the fitness industry or at least in the strength and conditioning industry now there are so many people like there's people like jim Kilbasso doing a podcast like why why like do you ever do you ever look at all these people doing podcasts and think like dude just stop like why are you doing this you're you're it's saturated um what are your thoughts on that i don't i don't and i feel like more people should do them um, and all, and i feel <laughs> That's like awesome. it, it, and look you know what uh obviously you know i just started a podcasting mastermind and you're in it right there's there's yeah. nine of us all together and people might say oh you're crazy for doing that with quote unquote your competition but um, you know, we, you know, you've been on my show a couple times, Shrink Coach Podcast, and you've been, uh, you know, we just recorded Stopping Give Me Twenty, Shrink Coach mm-hmm. TV. You've been on um, uh, Ron McKeefrey, uh, You know, he's in it too, and, and you know, he could be considered my quote unquote competition. Um, uh, you know, Jay DeMaio, who we're hoping is going to, you know, stay mm-hmm. in it. Yep. Uh, uh, Martin B- Bingaser. Um, uh, you know. Uh, Scott Iardella, uh, th- these are the guys that are in our, our mastermind. And I, Ron, Ron McKeefe reminded me recently, you know, a couple of years ago, he's like, listen, you know, rising tides raise all ships. And, and again, yep. going back to that mission, going back to what wakes me up in the morning, I'm trying to help people, um, uh, you know, get better at what they're doing in, in their business and, and become better fitness professionals in, in, in a lot of different ways. And, and so I can't look at it and say there shouldn't be more podcasts out there. I have to say there should be, there should be more because everybody's got something to say. My, my copywriting coach that I took, he said something amazing that, said, I, that I loved and it's inspiring. It said, there are people out there that can only, that only can hear your voice. So there's a lot of people out there that don't like what I'm doing or think, no, that's stupid. Or I don't like his style. So they're going to go to Ron McKeefrey and then they'll say, I don't like Ron. And they're going to go to Jim Kilbasso and say, Oh, I found it. Or they're going to go to Martin. I found it. Or Scott, I found it. Or Jeff Pelizzaro, I found it. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is my, this is the, yes, I read they, their voice resonates with me. So I think, you know, I don't like that. There's only eight slices in the pie. Just like, no, the pie's really big. Let's just, Make a bigger pie. Um, so I think that's that's where I think, you know, with the mastermind that we started and we're trying to help each other and elevate each other and, and, and even get better at what we're all doing. Um, that's my mission is to help people get better. How do I spread not only through myself, but how do I help Jim and Martin and at the same time get help because I'm getting just as much help from that mastermind as 
everybody else is getting. So, um, because I'm still doing stuff I did 10 years ago, which is <laughs> embarrassing. But, um, but cool. Yeah. Because it's working. Yeah. But so, but, uh, you know, so for me, I just say, you know, how can I help? You know, uh, McKeefree called me before he had a podcast and asked me, can I, you know, pick your brain on it? Um, you know, you and I talked before you had your podcast. Can I pick your brain? You know, I, I don't, Mike, Mike asks me all the time. He's like, oh, this guy wants me to be on the podcast. I'm like, do it. Get it out there. It's more people are going to hear about strengthcoach.com. You know, um, and, you know, sometimes I'm like, ah, oh, man, and it makes my job harder, but it also keeps, I think it keeps us on our toes. Well, I mean, I think that's one of my favorite things about you, and that's why I think you are such an important part of this entire industry is that it, it you're really doing it for selfless reasons. It's not about you trying to be popular. It's about you spreading messages and helping other people. And um, I think if, you know, if, if more people kind of led with that premise, I think it would make our industry have a little bit of a different, uh, a different feel to it. Yeah, it, it really would. Um, and, you know, evidenced by discussions on Facebook and, um, and, uh, you know, just the disconnect, uh, Mike always used to call it, or he still calls it like fly shit on pepper. It's like, you can't see it. Right? It's like, mm -hmm. you know, 90 95% of what we're all talking about is we're all, we all agree on. And then there's like that 5% that people want to focus on. And uh, that's why I just, I can't stand the contrarians out there. And, you know, we've kind of pushed them out off of our site at strengthcoach.com or people who not are open for discussion. They're just trying to create an argument. Um mm -hmm. And, and not create real, like, like I'll give you an example. Somebody called Mike out on this, on the forum for some physiological errors that he made in complete sports conditioning. And Mike, you know, I was like, oh boy, here we go. You know, but the guy did it amazing. And it's been one of the best discussions on, on, uh, you know, energy system development, you know, really, uh, and, and conditioning. It's really been amazing, the back and forth, and people are chiming in, and there's no animosity and everybody. And that's kind of the discussion that we're trying to foster. And I think, like you said, um, you know, if more people did it, we would all be learning. We'd all be better because we're really far away from, you know, from where we should be, really far away, as you know. Well, so for anybody who is not, you know, who's not on strengthcoach.com, um, I told Mike, I think maybe it was when we did this, did his podcast on here, um, that you do get sucked in to the, those discussions and it almost becomes like, I don't want to say addictive because it's not in a bad way, but like you're checking your inbox to see like, it, did, did somebody reply to this? Because yeah. then you, you want to continue the discussion and it gets very, uh, it can get it can either get heated or it can get just more in depth and that's what makes that that whole that whole thing go and not every discussion is going to be like that you can't possibly have no. every single topic be like super interesting but when there is one it's 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 like pouring gas on fire which is cool yeah, uh, yeah. so uh so we 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 you know, you know we briefly talked about social media and all that um how how do you keep up with that and how do you stay how do you stay up with all of the social media and also how do you stay out of you know how do you filter out a bunch of the crap because i'm sure your feed is like mine and you know you see a million things yeah you know um 
staying up with it. Um, you know, saying no to some stuff like mm-hmm. Snapchat, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to go on Snapchat. It's not my demographic. Um, and I can't waste time on that. So mm-hmm. not saying it's good or bad, just for me, for my demographic. Um, things where I'm trying to do things like, you know, where there's the automatic or, or you know, if I put an Instagram post up, I'll put it, uh, you know, they click the button so it goes on mm-hmm. Facebook, right? Um, or our newsletters are connected to the Twitter feed and Facebook uh, page. Um so trying to minimize the the work that that it takes for that, but also understanding that it's a little overrated. Um, there's so mm-hmm. much noise, um, and you have to understand that um, you can't get too crazy um, with it. I mean, we see it on Instagram. I mean, I you know, Instagram helps, Twitter helps, but. It's not the be-all, end-all. And I would argue with people that it's almost useless, almost, for a brick-and-mortar place. Almost. I'm, I know there's ways to do it, but, uh, but it's much more effective, in my opinion, for, uh, for if you have an Internet business. So, you know, click here to listen to this or click here to read this. But for me, I'm trying to really just stay focused on, on you know, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, the Facebook page, um, you know, the, the continue page where I'm putting everything and trying to put everything together again, you know, like, okay, it's all under the one umbrella. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I struggle with it. I struggle because I don't, and I think we talked about this on the mastermind the other day. I'm not sure if you brought it up, but, um, where I don't love, if I put a podcast out, the guys that do like every hour, like Jim Kilbasso <laughs> on the Strength Coach Podcast. Did you see Jim Kilbasso on the Strength Coach Podcast? Jim Kilbasso on the Strength You know, every hour for three days, the same post. Um, I can't stand that personally, mm-hmm. and, I don't, and I don't do it. Now, maybe I'll do two or three times over a couple days, like mm-hmm. this as a reminder, but... Um, Hey, maybe that's hurt me. I don't know, but um, but I just I have to live my I have to live my life like I always said. I always bring back bar bar analogies, but I always said I want to bartend like I like to be a customer. So when I'm a customer in a bar, I I want the bar. I don't care if the bartender knows my name. I want them to know my drink, right? And mm-hmm. I don't want to talk to them. I just want them to get my drink, like in a quick a hurry. Get my drink, right? So mm-hmm. I'm kind of like that on social media like i i act on social media like i would like to be treated on social media i love that i love that that's a great way of looking at things um so you've seen you you know you see stuff on social media and you have interacted with more people in the industry than maybe just about anybody through all of your podcasts and shows and everything what are what are you seeing that is really good, bad, and ugly in our profession, and and where do you see things going? In, from the social media perspective? No, just in the entire in uh, in the strength and conditioning industry. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, number one, I think um, <clears throat> I think it's I think this idea of you know so much sharing information. Again, just some of the things the people that we just talked about that are doing. Um, 
great things like yourself, <clears throat> Ron McKeefe, Jay DeMaio, Martin Bingusser, uh, and Jeff Belzero, Scott Aradella, guys that are just pushing and uh, having a couple shows and, and, and trying to get whatever information, you know, webinars, whatever information they can get out there and, and, and advancing the discussion. I think that's been great and that's been expanding. And that's why I said, I think we need more podcasts because, you know, to hear everybody's voice, great. Um, I think that part's great. I think the bad part of some of this stuff is the in, instant expert idea. And mm. and that's been for, for a long time um, with these, the marketers that, you know, you know, become this internet presence. And, and so we see it and we're seeing on Instagram now with the people outside the fitness industry who are becoming quote unquote fitness experts, right? They're, they're showing their body and then they're getting 300,000 followers and then people want to pay them for their product. So, you know, that's even worse, right? We used to be complaining about the magazines and we used to just battle with magazines. Now we're battling with social media, like the misinformation on -hmm. social media. So I think that's where uh, we really, and you know, and I predicted wrongly. I said, you know, eventually we're not going to have to worry about this because the cream will rise and people are going to become more savvy, but the social media piece has become more savvy and more people have learned to kind of navigate it. And that's kind of the problem with the social media stuff and the internet stuff is like, you, you get one thing, like I, I, you know, had this website made and I feel really good about it and everything's under one umbrella, but then it's like, okay, now how do you get people there? And then you have to learn about funnels and, and you have to learn about, you know, webinars and are you doing copywriting? It's similar to what you were talking about with, you know, the brick and mortar business. It's like, you know, it's not just getting a website. Um, you know, it's not just getting a podcast. How do you promote that podcast? How do you, mm-hmm. um, you know, like we were talking about on our mastermind the other day is like, you know, optimizing titles, optimizing the name of the show, optimizing the author name. I mean, it's crazy. Like you just go down these rabbit holes. Um, but I think, you know, we're, we're doing it right in the sense of, you know, we got so many good people out there giving great information. Because don't remember, Jim, like seven, eight years ago, even as little as even probably even five years ago, nobody, there were so many coaches who you never heard from. Mm-hmm. Right. Because like you said, they were coaching, but now it's become easier to provide the content. So they're out there. There's more podcasts out there that like, are discovering these people. So I think that's been the great part about it. But I still think we're battling with these these, you know, overnight experts and a lot of this information and a lot of uh, kind of, you know, it's on the Internet. So I believe it. So I think I think we have a long way to go with with that piece of it. Well, you're doing your part, uh, that's for sure, to kind of help help that that piece of it by bringing good people on your show and featuring great coaches and facilities. So um, everything that you're doing is awesome, and, and I hope that people go and visit now your new, your new website, which is the hub of everything. So I think that people in the past may not have known um, how to get to everything because maybe they liked strengthcoach.tv uh, or strengthcoachtv, but they didn't, they didn't understand that it was connected to Strength Coach Podcast and to all these different things that you're doing. Um, so make sure people, uh, or, uh, you guys that are listening, make sure you go to continuefit.com and you'll be able to see everything that Anthony's doing. And inside there, there's just... I mean, there's so many different ways you can go. And kind of like what you said earlier, Anthony, you're going to find what you like. Some people like watching the uh, 
watching the videos of the facilities. Other people are going to like the stop and give me 20. Um, people just have to find what they like, and there's enough on there that I'm sure people will find it. Um, you know, some of the big takeaways that I had from you, and I loved the run your own race concept. That was awesome. And being the guy behind the guy and kind of staying true and focused to what you're doing. And, and I think people will be able to resonate with those things a lot. Is there anything else that you wanted to add before, before we sign off? No, not really. Um, I think, you know, we, we covered a lot of stuff there and, uh, you know, I think, I think, you know, like I said before about, uh, just the information out there, it's like, you know, it's okay to, to, you know, go out there and try to just give your, give what you have. Right. Uh, I mean, that, that's where I think for me, people get nervous about, should I start a podcast or, or a blog or a YouTube show? Um, yeah, you're better than you think. And, uh, you know, we need the information. We need good quality information out there. Don't try to do it overnight. Just try to keep getting information out there so we all can, you know, learn from it. I think everybody's got something. If you own a business or if you're training and you're, you're in the trenches every day, you know, we can learn something from you. So um, I think, you know, we just have to keep this type of discussion going and keep the information uh, flowing. Well, on behalf of everyone in the profession, thank you for doing what you're doing and for being that guy behind the guy and giving a platform to all these people that are uh, that have great things to say. So thanks for being on the show and thanks for everything that you do for the industry. Absolutely, Jim. Same to you. Thank you for being uh, for doing what you do and uh, getting all this information out there. And uh, and thanks for putting me on the uh, the other side of the questions. It's always fun. It's been awesome. Thanks, Ant. Thank you for listening to The Impact Show. We're glad you're joining us on this journey of making an impact on the people around you. Please visit us at jimkilbasso.com for more information and ideas to increase your impact. And of course, we hope you subscribe to our podcast to enjoy more tips, stories, and advice from our industry's leaders.